Uh, Mr. Shives, please come in. Oh, yes, thank you. I bet you're wondering why we called you to these offices today. Yeah, I uh, I heard you're looking for sparring partners for a podcast. Yes, yes, well, not quite. Um, as you know, I represent Conan O'Brien, <gasps> perhaps the most popular podcaster in the United States at this moment. I've heard that he has touched off a podcast revolution, yes. True, true, but in order for him to stay on top, he, he would like to um, not necessarily spar with you, uh. but perhaps have a fighting match. Conan, Between your podcast and his? Conan O'Brien wants our podcasts to fight. Yes, yes. <sighs> yeah. Do you believe in the American dream, Mr. Shine? Y- yeah, I guess. Well, Conan O'Brien does not. He wishes to fight you and then pulverize your podcast into the ground. Uh, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, I don't think We've that would be We've already spoken with fight, Mr. But... Harding, and he's all for it. Oh, Jason wants to do it? Yes. You're going to fight, and he's going to manage. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is good, right, Steve? Oh, yeah, everybody loves it. Despite it being overshadowed by increasingly dippier and dippier sequels, (laughs) right, Steve? (laughs) Depends on your point of view, but yes, I I, I think generally that is the consensus opinion. (laughs) It fell prey to the Jaws syndrome. Syndrome, oh, right, Steve? I think it, it, it fell prey to the Jaws syndrome so much that you could really just call it the Rocky syndrome at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess now you know what movie we're doing. It's called Rocky, right, uh, Steve? Rocky. I, I spoiled it. You didn't spoil nothing. Oh, that, it's on the, since the title of the show. True. We told them last week. That's true. We're always so cutesy about saying the title, but we tell them a week ahead of time, and then it's also in the name of the show. So. Are you literally criticizing our own podcast? I don't Criticism? know. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. What's going on with you? You all right? I'm just scared about this Conan fight. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> about it. He'll beat the shit up. You know what? He has you in height yeah. and reach. Yeah. And yeah, he's funnier than you. Yeah, oh yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'm i sure you got something. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm younger. Punch. I'm younger. You'll, you're younger. I'm younger. You'll punch some meat. There you go. You know, you'll run around. You can run, right? I, I'm, run. I'm physically capable of running, yes. For long periods of time? Well, we'll, we'll I mean, we'll see. Okay, great. Huh. All right. Anyway, we're doing Rocky. <laughs> The original Rocky. That's right, the original 1976 Rocky. Steve, do you have any trivia for this movie? No numbers, no last names. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I do, actually. I have a a couple of really interesting bits of trivia about Rocky. Um, Yay! The first one, this is heartwarming. We'll We'll start on a heartwarming note. Um, Sylvester Stallone, before he got this movie, before he sold his script, uh, was so broke that he actually had to sell his dog for $50. And yeah, he actually had to sell his dog and it broke his heart because he'd had this dog for like six years, right? It was like his dog. Um, but he didn't sell the dog for meat. Well, here's, it has a happy ending because, uh, not long after he sold the dog is when he got Rocky. And, and so after he, you know, sold the script and got booked to play the lead in Rocky, he bought because he insisted because he insisted he bought the dog back. And that dog is Rocky's dog in the movie. Butkus. No. Yes, that's true. That was Sylvester Stallone's real dog. Well, considering almost all of his family members also appear in the movie. Yeah. That's not too terribly uh, surprising. Still, seriously, Sly, you want us to put your dog in this too? 
Uh, yeah, I what? have trivia. I have trivia. I have trivia. You want to know what it is? Please. Okay, so he made two pornos because he'd been sleeping in a bus shelter. Sure. You know, you, know, you do what you got to do. Works, and work. They paid him, yeah, they paid him $200. And then after he became famous, they renamed them the Italian Stallion because they knew that they had, they had everyone wanted to see his dick, I guess. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, no, no one will be able to pass this up. Also, he wrote the screenplay for Rocky in three and a half days. Yes, the, well, the first draft. The first draft. After, yeah. after watching the championship match between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner. The real. Which Rocky. The real Rocky, <laughs> who then sued him yes. for this, and they settled for an undisclosed amount. And uh, I believe Chuck Webner also did some time in prison for uh, for drug trafficking. So his his story went a little different than Rocky's, but yeah, there's some similarities. Boy, that would make a great sequel. Oh, that's where that's the direction. They should have followed the biography of Webner a lot more closely. But they didn't. No, they, they didn't. They didn't. We got to see robots yeah. and, and Terminators from Russia. <laughs> it worked out better this way. Way, I think. Yeah. So that's it for my trivia. Are you dry? <laughs> I have. Oh, I have a little bit more. If you want me to keep going, or we can skip. Yeah, it. keep going, okay. kid. Yeah. We yeah. gotta really extend the intro. <laughs> we gotta go the distance. Um. Well. Okay. So I, ha- I have two more quick bits. The first one is there is a scene in the movie where Rocky explains to Adrian the origin of the term Southpaw for a left-handed person, right? Right. And Rocky's explanation sounds like the sort of typical, like made up off the top of his head horseshit that Rocky often tells to people. Hey, I had a dream about. <laughs> it, I didn't know it's true. <laughs> exactly. But I looked it up, and actually his explanation is mostly correct. The only detail that Rocky gets wrong is he talks about it as being originally a boxing term, when actually it was originally a baseball term. It was always a baseball yeah. term. Well, and, then, and then it was you. It became just sort of standard slang for a lefty, but yeah, it was. Right. And the reason is because uh, in the 19th century, when they had the first baseball parks, baseball parks were usually uh, oriented so that when the pitcher faced home plate he was actually facing west which meant that his left arm was hanging on the south side so a left-hander was called a southpaw hey, which is southpaw which is mostly the story that that rocky tells but he makes it a boxing story instead of a baseball story um right and then this this last bit of trivia is pretty cool uh obviously the movie was very do you su- know why baseball parks were facing west uh to for the sun or something so if uh, with the modern parks the the tallest part of the park was behind home plate right so as the sun would dip down at the point in which it would start to get into the the pitcher's eyes it would be blocked by yeah. by the back partitions so that way because they didn't light stadiums back in the day right you had to play during the day or you didn't play that's right yeah let's just talk about baseball okay what if rocky was a baseball <laughs> movie um okay and one 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 last quick thing that i Didn't thought we see that we already reviewed we... Uh, the babe ruth story <laughs> the... oh shit <laughs> oh man imagine if rocky was as full of shit as the Babe Ruth story. Oh my god, Rocky would have been fighting cancer itself uh, or something. He would have shrunk down and gone inside the cells and yeah, was and like punched punching them. the cancer. <laughs> hey, come on. Go to the body, Rock. Hit the tumor in the body. You gotta hit the nucleus. <laughs> hit, the, hit the nucleus, you big palooka. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your no. last yeah, bit my of last trivia? my last bit of trivia. Obviously, the movie was very successful and won a bunch of awards and was nominated for a bunch of awards. Sylvester Stallone, as as everybody knows, is the is the writer of the movie and and is the sole yes. credited writer. And yes. uh, he also plays the lead. And he was nominated for Oscars for both of those things. He was nominated for uh-huh. best original screenplay and for best actor. The only yeah. other person to ever accomplish that feat, where you are nominated for best. Screen screenplay and best actor in a movie that you wrote and starred in is yeah. Charlie Chaplin. 
Who, That's correct. And they're so similar. Yeah, they're very similar. He and and he was nominated for best screenplay and best actor for The Great Dictator. So you know, uh-huh. which is basic. Rocky's basically a remake of that. I mean, if you think about yeah. it. And Stallone's My career. My favorite kind of trivia. <laughs> Oscar trivia. Yeah, you love Yay. the Oscars. I love it so much. That's why I made. Thanks. That's why I made Steve? sure to include it because I know that you're such an Oscar hey, nerd. Did he win either one of those? He didn't. No, he didn't. Anyway, let's get to the movie. You ready to get to the? No, we're not. I'm skipping over. Over the who you made need to it. Do Look the what who you made me do. I'm I got sorry. so angry I, I about threw, the Oscars. I threw you off. With, hey, Chaplin didn't win either of his either. Uh. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> <sighs> you ready for the who made it? I'm ready. Okay, it was directed by John G. Avildsen. Hey, you know what? He, he made another series of movies. Yes, he did. About someone fighting. Called the Karate Kid films. He made the first original three. Yes, he did. He just can't get away from that whole genre, can he? No, he's like, it's what? It's like Rocky, but it's karate? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. Produced by Erwin Winkler. And we know him from Raging Bull and The Right Stuff Mm -hmm. and Goodfellas and Creed. Also produced by Robert Chardoff. Same deal. (laughs) Pretty much the same thing. Written by Sylvester Stallone, as Steve said. Starring Sylvester Stallone hmm. as, ready for this, Robert Rocky Balboa. That's right. That's what it says on his Robert. birth certificate. That's right. Now, when uh, they optioned the script, the studio already had a bunch of actors lined up who they wanted to play Rocky. You ready? Yeah. For who they wanted? Let's hear it. And I can't picture a single one of them. Well, I can picture one, but not the others. You ready? Yeah. James Caan. Mm, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill. <laughs> nah. Uh, I don't think so. Burt Reynolds. Uh, no. Here's the last one, and I could totally picture him roughing up some guy because he ain't paint his loan chart. <laughs> oh boy, who? Robert Redford. God damn it! Was there a single movie <laughs> that Robert Redford wasn't pitched for in the seventies? Everybody wanted Robert uh, Redford. They wanted him for Superman. They wanted him for everything. Like mm-hmm. God, Redford can't do everything, guys. You know, the guy who we keep seeing surprisingly turn up in these things is uh, uh, what's his name? God, I had his name just the guy from from never mind my brain's gone all together <laughs> <sighs> it'll come it'll it'll come to you five minutes after we it'll stop come recording to me. that's exactly right you know he was he was one of the guys in line for superman he was one of the guys lined up for charles bronson oh god bronson but i could see bronson playing this part bronson's closer to type than redford for sure <laughs> <laughs> Talia Shire as Adrian. And um, you know who they wanted originally? Who had auditioned for it? Oh, no. Who? Susan Sarandon. Interesting. And they correctly said she's too pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see her playing the part, but she is too pretty. Yeah. She's very pretty. I hope they didn't tell Talia Shire that. No, oh, okay. we had a really pretty girl, but we're casting you instead. <laughs> we wanted someone who people would believe was Burt Young's sister. And no, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Susan Sarandon. Sorry. No offense. Yeah, you mean, got the part. It's good news. Looks like an orangutan next to next to next to Susan Sarandon. He looks like he's from another fucking planet. Well, maybe she's adopted. Where did they actually manage to find a real life troll? Um, Speaking of whom, Burt Young is Paulie, and you'll recognize Burt Young from the other Rocky movies yeah. and Chinatown and mm. Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, Carl Weathers oh. as Apollo Creed, and you know him from Predator and Toy Story Four and um, Football. He was a football player. And you can also catch a fleeting glimpse of him in the new trailer for the live-action Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's in that. I haven't seen the new trailer either. Yeah. With with our favorite. With Werner Herzog. With Werner Herzog. Finally. Finally, yes. Werner Herzog playing someone from the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, come on, let's keep going. Burgess Meredith yeah. as Mickey Goodmill, and you know him as the Penguin. Yes. The only Penguin. <laughs> He's the only Penguin. The Penguin has never been portrayed in live action since. You also know him from four of the most famous Twilight Zones, yeah. and from too many movies for us to recount. Oof. Right, David? So, so many. Very, a very prolific actor, yes. He's fantastic. Yeah. Thayer David as George Miles Jurgens, and you might know him from the original Dark Shadows, um, but he was a prolific voiceover, voiceover artist. He did a lot of commercials and stuff like that. Joe Spinell as Tony Gazzo, and you know him from Taxi Driver, but you also know him from both Godfather 1 and 2, and he does a lot of culty horror movies, like Maniac. Yeah. Like we've covered in the Taxi Driver thing. Yep. Tony Burton as Apollo Creed's trainer. He doesn't even get a name until until uh, uh, Rocky Two, yeah, Pedro Lovell as Spider Rico, <laughs> and now on to the cameos. Oh boy, you ready? Oh boy, his dad rings the bell to signal the start and end of a round in the box. The thing <laughs> I forgot that I was going to say. I want to know what his dad looks like, but then I didn't see him. His brother Frank, also known as Sylvester Stallone's albatross, <laughs> appears as some singing guy. <laughs> He's some singing guy yeah. on the corner. Yeah he's, well, yeah, he's on the corner with like that doo-wop group or whatever they are. Yeah. Yep. His first wife, Sasha, was the stills photographer. And Lloyd Kaufman, founder of the independent film company Troma, <laughs> is a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he just happened to be there. Just happened to be yeah. there. Hey, Lloyd, you want to be in the movie? Mm-hmm. And finally, last but not least, I looked as hard as I could but could not recognize him. I really desperately wanted to. This is mostly just for me and Steve. Making his acting debut Ooh. as Creed's bodyguard, Michael Dorn. No kidding. Also known as, yes, as Worf from Star Trek. Oh, I did not see him at all. Oh, no, he's wow. he's probably standing way in the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Now you're going to rush out and rewatch. Exactly. Him. Don't get him. Where is he? Music. <laughs> music by Bill Conti. He did all the music for The Karate Kid. Mm. He did the music for The Right Stuff. Yep. And cinematography by James Crabb. He also did The Karate Kid. China Syndrome. And a few other things. A lot of bad movies <laughs> um, later on in his career. Edited by Richard Halsey, who's edited um, Edward Scissorhands. And Barney's Great Adventure. Aww. Good, good for you, Richard. How did you not kill yourself editing that? I just need to know. <laughs> How how did you survive that? Alone in a room with a bunch of sharp implements, and you're just watching reel after reel about a giant pink dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> also edited by Scott Conrad, nothing. Distributed by United <laughs> Artists. Release date December 3rd, 1976. Running time 119 minutes. Budget $1 million or $4.5 million adjusted. Box office $225 million. Adjusted for inflation, a little over a billion dollars. <laughs> yep. So if you've ever wondered why they're still making Rocky movies, even though they're not even about Rocky anymore, that's why. <laughs> All right, you ready to go into this movie? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, great. Let's put on your boxing gloves, you jerk. Hey. Where were you ten years ago, Mick? Eh, I wanted to do a podcast back then. <laughs> you didn't help you me didn't out. You didn't have it in you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's run. Let's run up these. Let's run up these steps. Go to the world of Rocky. You ready, Steve? I'm ready. All right, go for it. Take it away. Do do what you do. <laughs> do that magic that you do. Uh, Hit it in the ribs until uh, it's bleeding internally. (laughs) Go to the body. Go to the body. Uh Um, Well, it's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and (laughs) it's... It's starting to sound like the beginning of uh, French Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. Hey, yo, 
In West Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised. You know, I don't know. Well, first we get the, the title, yeah. which scrolls across. And, but apparently that title doesn't count because we get it later on, too. We get a double title. <laughs> oh, we get a double title. Yeah, okay. yeah. because it's, it's like Rocky and it scrolls across from side to side. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. the name of the movie. And then later on when Rocky's walking down the sidewalk, we get the title again. And it's like, oh, so that must be the real title. Well, maybe they forgot. First it was just for show. <laughs> Right. We cut to Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and Ro- Jesus and then below Jesus, a boxing ring, which I think is how heaven the, is arranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's fighting, he's fighting Spider, what's his face? Sp- spider Rice. Spider Rico. He's, fight, he's fighting Spider-Man. Spider- and he's, <laughs> and like, he's not doing good. Hold <laughs> still. <laughs> hey, yo, stop flipping around, you know? Yeah, and the guy on the side is trying to give him advice and he's not listening to him. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're supposed to punch the other guy, right? <laughs> Shut up, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> But he fights him real hard. He fights him and he knocks the guy down, right? Yeah, I think like Spider does something that pisses Rocky off, and then Rocky says, "The hell with this," and he just knocks, just you know, pum- yeah. pummels him until the ref is like, "All right, you win, Jesus." No, what he does is he punches Rocky in and the face, and his eyes bleed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, that's, he busts him open. Yeah, that's right. And he eats a can of spinach, and he's like, da, 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 and he beats him up. Whoa! And he gets paid how much money for that fight? <laughs> it's like $40 after all yeah, the expenses and, uh, and taxes and stuff. $40, and then he starts taking the fees out. So originally it was $40. I think he walks away with less than 20 Yeah. Well, no, the first the, okay. the first guy walks away with less than 20 Rocky actually gets 40 but because originally, oh, uh, originally okay. it was going to be I like 75 or something. But yeah. I got mixed up in my notes. I, I should have taken better notes about how much he got paid. I'm sorry. Yeah, now, now your credibility is shot. I know. <laughs> now we show him and he's walking home. Yeah. And see, what makes up for it is he lives in such a nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's walking down the sidewalk and he walks in front of a pet store and he's like talking to the dogs in the pet window. Well, first and he stuff. walks past the guys who are singing on the corner for no oh, reason. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you look I familiar. I mean, his brother. <laughs> yeah. you, look like, you look a lot like me. Yeah. And he's gone over to the pet store and he's like, hey, look at all these beds. And there's like this there's like this mouse in a human body and she's like not talking or even looking at him really, right? <laughs> right. Who, who dad? That's, that's Adrian. Oh, okay. And he talks about worms being in his turtle food. Yeah, he's he has a complaint. Actually, because we, we see him rehearse this, which is kind of a cute scene. Like the yeah. night before at his yeah. apartment, he's like going over like he's going to complain about the turtle food and then he comes into Oh, that's the- right because he goes home. Home. Yeah. After that, he does go home, yeah. and he starts talking to his two pet turtles and his pet goldfish. Yeah, Cuff and Link are the turtles, and Moby right. Dick is the fish. Unfortunately, he lost those turtles down into a sewer, and he never <laughs> saw them again. But they found a kindly rat who raised them. <laughs> we will not rest until all movies are connected into the same universe. <laughs> And it wasn't Splinter, it was Mick. It was Mick. It was Mick, yeah, exactly. What the hell's happened to me? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Boxing Turtles. I'm going to train you until you eat lightning and, sh- and shit thunder. <laughs> Anyway, so there. Then he goes to the pet shop, and um, he's not living large as he No, he's he's really not. No, his apartment needs some explanations. <laughs> it's a little dirty. It's a little small. It's more than just a little dirty. Did you notice some of the stuff that's in his apartment, <laughs> like the mattress sitting up, standing up straight, with a knife jammed into the top of it? Yes, and I like how his his coat rack and his hat rack are knives jammed into the are wall. Jammed into the walls. <laughs> he has a large number of a 
upsetting <laughs> knives hanging around. He looks at himself in the mirror. He sees pictures of little little Rocky. Yeah, and and teenage Rocky. And he's like, I'm ever, I don't know. If, I don't know what he's thinking. I think he's regretting his life. Yeah, he's like, I wish I could be nine again. <laughs> Those were the but days. now you know, just like any anybody who's not really making it in their what would be their preferred career, they have a day job. Yeah, and Rocky, uh, he he's a he's a collection agent. That's right. Yeah, he's a collection. For what bank? For uh, what bank for, does he work for? For the Bank of Gazzo. <laughs> <laughs> he works for a loan shark. Yeah. And he finds he finds this guy who's on the docks and he's like, I, I can't I don't have all my money, I still owe you seventy dollars and he's supposed to break his thumbs, right? Right. But Rocky just doesn't have the heart to do that. Right. He says, Okay, I'm gonna be back, you better have that seventy dollars and also you need to stop doing this. Yeah. And he's like, Okay and he's like, Hey, I could pretend that my thumbs are broken and he's like, Forget it. So he he goes and sees Gazo and Gazo's like, Why didn't you get the money? And he's like, oh, he seems good for it and he's like, Okay. And then the the driver who drives Gazo around is like, Fuck you, fucking <laughs> I hate you <laughs> You ain't my friend, Palooka. <laughs> And so, you know, that's that's what he that's what he does. Then he goes to the gym. He goes to the gym where he trains at. Yeah. And he goes in and he tries to open his locker and it won't open. Mm. And he, he tries it again and it won't open. Then he takes the combination out of his hat and he tries it again and it won't open. So then he takes a fire extinguisher and breaks off the lock. And he opens it up and he's like, I don't remember having hot black ladies in the inside of my locker. Hey, yo, this ain't my stuff. Yeah, and the guy who works at the gym says, yeah, Mickey had had me put it in a bag, hang from the wall, and he's like, I've had this locker for six years, and he's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you're, I mean, you know, you're a bum. You're a bum. Yeah. He goes out to talk to Mickey, and that's what Mickey says. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's every third word out of Mickey's mouth for most of the movie, right? Really. Yeah. Yeah, you're a bum. You you could have been a good fighter. You have heart, but you fight like an angel. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> fuck you and fuck. I off. hope you die. <laughs> I hope you get ringworm. <laughs> like, I don't even know if that's a bad. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> and if you ever happen to get some success, don't expect me to come crawling after you. That's right. He's he's yeah. angry at him because. He's he thought he could be a, a good boxer, yeah. And instead, he's a club boxer, yeah, exactly. And and he's a hired hand for like the, for for a cheap crime, yeah, right? yeah. He's not mad; but he's disappointed. What we picked up from his first pet shop visit is that he's a little sweet on Adrian, a little bit, right, right, right. a little bit. And um, he's friends with Paulie, right? Why? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Why would anybody who mm-hmm. doesn't have to spend time with Paulie spend any time with Paulie? Paul exactly. Paulie is a miserable bastard. But Paulie is Adrian's brother. brother. Yes. And he's kind of like he's like he's invited him over for dinner, right? Right. And they keep calling it a date. And he keeps asking him, "Hey, uh, she knows I'm coming, right?" And Paulie <laughs> is like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. She knows. Yeah, it'll be great." Did she know she he was coming? Coming? She did not. What is she cooking? She's cooking a turkey because it's Thanksgiving, by the way. That's right. And how long does it take for Polly to ruin that? I, I think what he's in the door two minutes. <laughs> like he, yeah, he, she goes to her room. <laughs> she won't come out. He throws he, he throws, throws the, the turkey, turkey out. out the, yes. Well, first he rips the leg off, throws it out, and then she goes back to her room, and then he convinces her to go out with him. Right? Yeah. Rocky talks to her through the door and convinces her to go. And, and it, there's a there's a funny moment where you know she opens the door and she's already got her hat and coat on. Like you know she was yeah. she was planning on going out with him anyway. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she goes. 
they go to the because Polly told him that she likes ice skating. Right. Right. And so they go to the ice skating place and there's a Zamboni and he's like, can we can we ice skate? And by we I mean her. <laughs> yeah. Because she's sick. She's sick. Yeah. And she needs it. And he's like, give me give me nine ten dollars for ten minutes. And he's like, great. So they go ice skating and they get to know each other, right? Yeah. And then he's like, come back into my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, no. And he's like, just come upstairs in my apartment, please. Yeah. Please. She's like, no. And then fine, fine. So fine. She goes upstairs. And then she's shy and awkward. His place is a is a fucking nightmare. Uh, it's a, it is yeah. a nightmare. Uh, if I called it a pigsty, pigs listening would be insulted. She tries to leave and he stops her. Yes, he does. Not cool, Rocky. Uh, not cool, but then they kiss and they fall on the floor. Yeah. I don't mean they pass out like they've been gassed. I mean, they, they kiss him <laughs> when they fall on the floor. I've got you now, Rocky. Woo-hoo-hoo. The implication is, is that they had sex on his filthy cockroach ridden floor. <laughs> I mean, you know, in that apartment, it's even money whether you want to do it on the bed or the floor anyway yeah so Any- <laughs> anyway um what happened oh then i think this is when we cut over to apollo greed creed uh, uh, apollo creed yeah the heavyweight champion of the world and they're like we can't find anybody for you to fight <laughs> And he's there. He's like, well, there's got to be somebody. And then like, we can't find anyone. No one wants to fight you, and they're all gone. And like, we need a we need a name. And Apollo Creed goes, Maha! I'll fight a nobody. Yeah, right? exactly. Because it's it's it's, it's it, the fight is going to be on January first of nineteen seventy six, and it's supposed to be tied right. in with the bicentennial of the United States. Right. And so Apollo is like, okay, if we can't have like a big money fight, then let's give some local guy a shot, and it'll be like the American Dream, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. And um, so, what happens next? Oh, and then at some point, Rocky escorts a, a little girl home. Yeah, that was a little early. And tells her not to be a whore. And, and boy, his speech sunk in, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> I we use spent a, 15 minutes. <laughs> gotta use a bad word. Whore, you know? Whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's walking faster than him because she doesn't want to be around him. And then what does she say when she goes into her house? Uh, doesn't she say, screw you, Rocky, or something? Yeah. Up yours, up yours creepo. Up, yeah, up yours, creepo, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you don't yeah. understand why I wasted my time in the audience's time. I'm on this whole thing. It was ten minutes. <laughs> hey, she should have told why, me, huh? Why? Why did I do that? Because we need to see that Rocky just wants to help. Does he? He's a good guy, and he just wants to help. Is he? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. He is. He's, a, he's actually a good. Guy. What we've managed to pick up so far is that he's a good guy at heart. Yeah. He's a little dumb. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just okay. He's real dumb. Okay, <laughs> he's he's taken quite a, as we saw in the Spider Rico fight. He takes quite a few punches. He can, yeah. yeah he's but he's never broken his. That's nose. true. Oh, but I, I'm sure that'll that that won't pay off at some point. That's gonna change <laughs> anyway. <sighs> So him and it, it's getting it's it's getting close to I can't remember what happens. Does he get invited to do the fight? Yeah, first? yeah, well, yeah. Because there, okay, there's, so there's, what happens? Yeah, there's the scene where yeah. they're they're trying to pick who it is, and Apollo is looking through like a book yeah. of local Apollo's fighters, bi- going through the big book of the fighters, big book of boxing, hardbound book <laughs> that Rocky's. In. Yeah, and he and he's attracted to his nickname, the Italian Stallion. He's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that, and that's really the only reason that Apollo picks him because he thinks the name is something that people will remember. Right, yeah. exactly, and so. 
so then Rocky shows up at the gym and they say, hey, Mickey's got something for you. Mickey gives him a card and says that looks like Apollo Creed's looking for sparring partners. He goes over to the office then he meets Jurgen, whatever his name is, <laughs> and he's like, hey, we want you to fight Apollo Creed for a shot at the heavyweight title. And he immediately says, yes, of course, that makes perfect sense. No, he doesn't. He says no. Fight. He says no. He says no. And they talk him into it, right? Right. Well, yeah, because he says that's another thing we've seen about Rocky is that he doesn't necessarily have the highest opinion of himself. So no. he says his his explanation when he says no is ah, it wouldn't be a good fight. Like he's out of my league. Right. So nobody would want right. to see that fight. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So um, he's got to go fifteen rounds with him. This right. It's got to go fifteen rounds. Nobody's ever gone fifteen rounds with Paul. Right. Craig. That's the deal. That, that's sort of Rocky's personal thing. Like, he he doesn't think he can yeah. win, but if he can go, if he can last the fight, if he can go the distance, then it'll mm. be a victory because nobody's ever gone the distance with Apollo. Yeah. So what happens next? <laughs> um. Because it's, it's easy to mix around some of this yeah. stuff. But here's some of the things that happen. Um, he watches an interview with himself on television, and that, that went okay. Polly gets real upset. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Polly gets a baseball bat upset at everybody and everything, right? Yeah. He's, he's angry about having to take care of his sister. He's angry that... Okay, so one of the things about Polly was Polly wanted to work for Gaza. Yeah. And he wanted, so he wanted Rocky to introduce him. Rocky never did it. And now he's seeing that Rocky's going to get $150,000 for this one fight, right? Yeah, exactly. The biggest payday he's ever had by far, and Paulie's a little pissed about that. Paulie's like, hey, you need someone who can hold your towels and bring you water and stuff. And and, and Rocky's like completely non-responsive. And so he immediately grabs a baseball bat and starts yelling at everybody. And then uh, Adrian's had enough of his shit and pins, pins him to a couch yeah. and says, you're the reason why I was like the way I am. I never would have been fucked so good by Rocky if you had anything to do about it, which seems to be the only sticking point with him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like, she's not a virgin anymore. Like, okay, yeah. you're her brother, so... Because right before this, Polly brings him to the meatpacking plant. Because Rocky's starting to decide, I'm going to train myself. Right. Good. That's smart, Rocky. Anyway, so... <laughs> Let me know how that turns out. The first time he runs up the steps, he's got a stitch in his yeah. side. He barely makes it up there. There are little children that have run up and down the steps 15 times before he makes it to the top. <laughs> he stops by the meatpacking plant, and he gets so angry at Polly that he starts punching punching meat. Yeah. Because Polly's like, have you fucked my sister? And he's like, don't talk that way about your sister is gross. I want to know if you came inside of her. And he's like, shut up! Describe in detail the relations you have with my sister. That's right. I can only see so much through the tiny pinhole camera that I have in the bathroom. I'm Polly. <laughs> I'm in every movie. <laughs> For some fucking reason. And I never... No one has beaten me to death. And I never Rocky... really get better. In Rocky Four, not only do I get a birthday party, but you buy me a robot for some reason <laughs> so that the so that the humans don't have to be around him so so he'll finally have sex with someone <laughs> oh man uh, so he has he started training he's getting up at four o'clock and drinking a bunch of eggs yeah. which is gross and he's trying to train and he's in his apartment and some cunt comes knocking knock knocking at his door and who's that it's why it's Mick yeah it was Mick one he wants a piece of that payday is what Mick wants no he, he wants doesn't. a piece of that payday he um, never even says no, anything Mick, he says he, what he cut, he, well, he, the, the long and the short of it is he wants to be Rocky's manager 
because he think because he tells him a story about how when he was younger and he was a fighter and he had a shot where he could have made a lot of money and become like a big superstar, but he didn't have any management to look out for him. That's right. And now that Rocky has and, this shot, and he goes over his yeah. litany of wounds. He's like, some guy put a nail in the thumb of his glove and poked so many holes in me, I was spitting out of the sides of my <laughs> yeah. cheek holes. And this other guy gave me this cauliflower ear that I got here. And another guy attacked me with a chainsaw. <laughs> and that's why I walked this way. <laughs> you see this arm here? It's detachable. And, <laughs> and that's why I don't got any management. And Rock's like, fuck you. Right. I've been going to your How gym about, for 10 uh, years. You never treated me like I was worth a shit. So get out. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, he was like, I needed you 10 years ago. And he's like, well, you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's really your fault if you think about it. Yeah, I have a question, Steve. Yeah, what? How many layers is Burgess Meredith playing in this scene? Oh, quite a few. Like nine. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> It is one of the most amazing acting performances yeah. on film. It's, yeah. And guess who didn't win an Academy Award for Best Supporting that oh year? Oh my God! Yeah, it's a travesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it is. This is. It's easy to make fun of it, but yeah, the, yeah the, this is a really, really well acted scene. And so to get away from um, Rocky, goes into his bathroom, and Mickey leaves, and then Mickey can hear Rocky yelling at him through the from out of his apartment. <laughs> from he's, he can, he's outside, and he can still hear him going off on him. Yeah. Yeah, but then what happens? Uh, well, then Rocky comes out, chases after him, and yeah. they, they have a little talk at the end of the sidewalk that we don't get to hear, no. but it's obvious that you know they reach some kind of agreement, and so Mick's going to yeah. train Rocky. That's right. He's going to be his manager, yeah. right? Yep. And then we're doing all of the... We're doing all of the... So then we have the baseball beaten up stuff. Yeah. One of my... my and, and she goes into her room after she knocks Polly down. Rocky looks like he's going to beat the shit out of Polly, but then he goes into Adrian's room, and he's like... She's like you want a roommate yeah <laughs> and she moves out to that cockroach infested oh my god yeah 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 you're gonna need an emergency eyewash station after you watch the scenes in his apartment but she's gone she's left right yeah but he's still hanging out with Polly. why no so um she gets him a dog yeah it's from from the pet store yeah from the pet store there's a dog at the pet store he likes and she got him a dog and um so now he's running on the streets with his dog right? <laughs> yeah and he stops by the meat packing place because that's where he punches meat and there's a news crew there yeah gee i wonder who called them i don't know couldn't have been Polly uh, though right yeah, Polly's like yeah just go in there just want to see you punch the meat a little rock and to show how different television was back in the day because when they showed his interview on tv he somehow managed to say bullshit i don't know how he managed <laughs> to say bullshit on on television but he did weird how apparently local tv had no standards and practices that it had to adhere to right but there's a reporter there and she's like she's like we want it we are going to talk to rocky balboa and she says you come here and punch me and he's like yeah <laughs> and he's like oh, okay can we watch you do that and then the tv audience gets to watch him punch a slab of meat for 15 yeah, minutes. yeah, for quite a while. Meanwhile, back at Apollo Creed's evil lair, <laughs> yes. his trainer is watching this interview while Apollo Creed is talking business, and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, he's actually taking this seriously, and Apollo is like lighting a cigar with a hundred dollar bill over here. Going, ah, never mind. He's he's like, Apollo, you better come here and watch the TV. That's oh, all right. Hey, Apollo, this Rocky guy just punched the vertebrae out of the back of a, fro <laughs> out of a frozen piece of meat. I think maybe you need to come see this. No, I'll be I'm fine. I'm good. I'm the champ. That's right. This is off a show anyway. Yeah. 
And so now we get more training. Yeah, we do. Uh, Mickey ties his feet together because he's off balance. And then we get the first epic sports training montage that is copied from now until the end of time. Oh, right, yes. Steve? If you if you like montages, thank this montage. If you hate montages, <laughs> blame this montage. That's right. That's right. They <laughs> yeah. show him running. People are recognizing him on the street. Some guy throws him an orange. We cut to him doing <laughs> one-arm push-ups. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> and then he runs up to the top of the stairs and raises his arms up and he did it without falling over or getting a stitch in his side or anything right Steve? yeah it's almost as though through the montage we were able to see the progress that he has made in his training that's right hmm. that's what a montage is supposed to do interesting isn't it? i know it's yeah. great it's the night before the fight. Yeah. And he can't sleep. No. So he goes he goes over to the ring to correct a couple of errors in the costuming and props department. Yes, first off, exactly. First <laughs> off, he looks up at his poster and he's wearing red shorts in the poster and Jurgen, whatever his name, shows up and he's like, I'm wearing white shorts with a red stripe. And he's like, who cares? He wrote that on the fly. So right. they, they, they painted the wrong color shorts. And so Sylvester Stone was like, I'll just write it into the script. And the other one was his robe, which was... Yeah, the robe like, was baggy. It was, was made for Andre the Giant. It's, a, yeah, it's humongous. It's humongous. And so they made sure that he mentions it a few times and blames it on Polly. Yeah, which, you know, that's even better. Yeah, that's even better. Anyway, so he of course, decides... Of course Polly fucked up the robe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Polly at some point had gone up to him and said, hey, I know a lot about um, marketing. Let me do that. And he's like, whatever, just go away, please. Just, yeah, do whatever you want. Just let, make this our last conversation, please. Also, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, sure. Why in the hell is there a picture on the on, on the hutch of Polly wearing a naval officer's uniform? I have heard it speculated that uh, that is meant to signify that Polly is retired from the Navy and living on his pension, which is why he has his own house, even though the only job we ever see him have is working at the meat He was plant. a naval officer. <laughs> So explain to me how he managed to be in the Navy as Polly. <laughs> I'm going to say two words to you. Military this... personnel learn discipline. <laughs> I'm going to say two words to you that I think explain everything. Dishonorable discharge. <laughs> anyway, so he goes back home and he's like, I just want to go the full 15. I, don't, yeah. I, I can't win this. And Adrian's like, I love you. A couple of times that we skipped over, um, well, one time specifically, Adrian really wants to ride his penis at some point, and he says, I can't because I'm training. Right, exactly. And that makes her upset, and then he apologizes to her. And then I guess they have sex or something. I don't know. His Mickey tells him, lay off, lay off the women, kid. Yeah. It tires the legs. <laughs> Thankfully, we are spared the personal details of uh, Rocky yeah. and Adrian's sex life. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're happy. They make a cute couple. Shut they, up. Yeah, they seem happy. They seem good to you. Well, and if you if you really if you want to see the details, then you need to watch those pornos that he made. I mean, then you'll know exactly what it looks like. You mean if you want to see his dick? If, if among you know. Last time always... I checked, Talia Shire was not in those pornos with him. No, right? last time you checked, so you've watched them. Yeah, I have them here. <laughs> it's they're on constantly the, playing. They're on, my, they're on my shelf within arm's reach at all times. <laughs> 
anyway, it's fight day. <laughs> da ding, da ding. Yeah. And they have montages of them again getting ready. Someone sprays the entire bottle of Sinex up up their noses. <laughs> Breathing is very important. And they get greased up. They put on their stuff. And and uh, Adrian decides to stay behind. He says, "I'll be right back." And he's, she's like, "Okay." And he goes out. He gets in the ring, and then Apollo Creed shows up. Yeah. And what? what how seriously is he taking this fight? <laughs> well, I'll let you judge for yourself. He comes to the ring riding a parade float where he is dressed as George Washington and, and crossing, it's, the it's Delaware. crossing the Delaware. Um, and His he's, entourage are women yeah. in silver dressed as the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yes, yes. So he's having fun. He's having fun. Then he gets up on there and puts on a big red, white, and blue hat. Yeah. Rocky says he looks like the American flag. And then, because he, he does. Yes, he does. But we gotta get to the fight, Steve. And then so they fight. The end. Nothing really <laughs> fight. There's a boxing match. It happens. It goes on for a while and it's over. So, thankfully, we jump through the fight. We don't have to do all 15 rounds. Right? No, it skips ahead. Yeah. We do the first couple of rounds where Rocky surprises him by hitting him and Apollo Creed goes, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe I should have trained for this at some Maybe point. Maybe I should have watched that TV thing that my trainer told me about. <laughs> Because that might happen to me. It does. Anyway, uh, so they they fight, and then they cut to uh, round fourteen. Yeah, and they're 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 trying to beat each other to death at this point. They're tired. They're both on their feet. They're both busted up. Everybody's eyes are glued closed because they're sw- everything's swollen. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Rocky and gets then, knocked down at one point, and Mick tells yeah. him to stay down. But Rocky, of course, Rocky doesn't gets, listen and gets back up. He gets back up again. Um, Rocky breaks um, Apollo's ribs yeah his trainer says your ribs are broken and you're bleeding internally both of them say to their managers well rocky says to his manager you stop this fight i'll kill you <laughs> yeah yeah and then it's the last round right steve yeah and they just punching on each other and punching <laughs> on each other and um i think rocky wasn't going to be satisfied unless he broke all <laughs> 5,000 of, of, of Apollo's ribs, and and Apollo wasn't going to be done until he punched him in the face, till his face is all... So yeah. Rocky, before he goes back out, his nose is broken, yeah. and his eyes are swollen shut. Yeah. And that's where we get the famous <clears throat> cup me. Right, because his and, eye is so swollen he can't open it, so he has to cut him to let the blood out so he can actually open his eye. Cut him with a razor blade. Yeah. Cut me, man. That blood goes all over the place, and he's now got blood on his nice white shorts. He's oh, cleaning man. that up. That's what I want to know. Adrian. Okay. She's come out for the last for the last part, the last part of the fight. Right? She's like, what the hell is taking so long? And then she goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really see too much I'm, from back here. <laughs> I'm watching the man I love slowly get beaten to death. <laughs> okay, great. But they punch each other and they punch each other and they punch each other and then the bell rings yep end of fight were you expecting something else were you expecting like the ending of all the rest of the rocky movies where both of them punch each other out at the same time and they're Mm. trying to climb up the ropes and then one of them falls and the other one wins i'm sorry this this movie didn't invent that cliche (laughs) no no, the next one did yeah the next one did (laughs) but they're both standing at the end of the fight rocky said rocky lies rocky lies directly into apollo and he says there ain't gonna Apollo says there ain't going to be no rematch, and and Rocky's like, no, there is not. There will never yeah. be a rematch. We will never fight again. One. Yeah. Neither one of us will ever fight. Nope. Right now, I want you to remember the ending of Rocky Three, <laughs> where they have their secret fight. Had this not been a televised fight with medical personnel and other people to rush them to the hospital, they would have killed one another. Right? Yeah. Steve? Yeah. Abso- yes. Absolutely. In fact, if for any everyone who's seen Rocky Two, II, Rocky Two II starts with them 
in the hospital after this fight. Uh-huh. They're really, they're, they beat each other almost to death, yeah. Yeah, they do. So at the end of Rocky Three. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna decide to have a nice friendly sparring match with no head protection. No, yeah, exactly. Alone, <laughs> no referee. Rocky Four should have started with two funerals. That's what. It, that's how it should have started. Adrian just like comes into the gym the next morning and finds him there, just stunning the boxing world the world over. They just got the ex heavyweight champion of the world and current heavyweight champion of the world were found dead in a remote gym. One apparently died. <laughs> crawling its way to a phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Rocky doesn't seem to care about the fight. No. What does he care about? He's He cares about Adrian. He keeps yelling for Adrian. That's right. And Adrian gets... Uh, Polly um, sneaks her onto the onto the onto into the ring. Yeah. Because a cop is preventing Polly from getting into the ring. Uh, but he lifts up the rope and lets her crawl past him while, while the cop is involved. She yeah. gets up to him and what does she say, Steve? She says, I love you. And Rocky says, I can't feel anymore. <laughs> Who are you? I'm looking for Adrian. Uh, uh, who are you? I'm looking for Adrian. She used to wear glasses, for, apparently for no reason. <laughs> she puts She's... her glasses on. Oh, Adrian, there you Adrian! are. <laughs> Did you bring my turtles? <laughs> I want to be. I want Cuffin Link to be here, you know? It's a big moment. But what does he say? He says, I love you. And they hug, and then they hug. Yep. And, and if you're listening very closely in the background, yeah. you can hear the announcer confirm that Apollo wins the fight by split decision. But that doesn't really right. matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they do announce it the first time. We know. Before she gets up there, that it's announced as a split decision, then yeah. Apollo created one, right? Yeah, I think they, they, the, the announcement of Apollo, they announced the split decision, and I think the announcement of, you know, the winner and still heavyweight champion is in the background while Rocky and Adrian are having their scene. Yeah, but they do yeah. cut to, to that reaction of, yeah. them, of Apollo yeah. winning, right? Yeah. And then the movie's over. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to that Rocky. It's a shame they never made any <laughs> any movies that followed up on him. Oh, they made, they made, okay, so here's my take on the whole thing. Are you ready? Yes. I think Rocky 1 and Rocky 2 are real people, and Rocky 3 is a movie that someone made based on <laughs> the, uh, the Rocky. So That's... it's an in-universe movie in the Rocky world. <laughs> so th yeah. 3, 4, and 5 are all fictional based on the actual Rocky Balboa, right. and then when we, when we get to Creed, we're back to the real Rocky. That makes sense. That would also explain why we have not had a return appearance of Clubber Lang in any of the sequels after Rocky 3. How could they not bring back Clubber Lang? They, yeah, okay. I don't know if you remember what happened in Rocky 4. No, I'm okay. fairly certain after killing Mickey, first they kill Mickey. They kill, yes they, yes, they do. Then they kill Clubber Lang in Rocky 4. Well, no, they kill Apollo. They kill, I'm sorry, they kill, they kill Apollo. Oh, right, right. They Clubber, kill Apollo. Clubber doesn't come back after Rocky 3. Yeah, Clubber goes back to whatever island he came from. <laughs> He's um, just beating people up for fun now somewhere. That's right. He's yelling at a palm tree. Hey, woman. <laughs> hey, hey, tree. Clubber, that is not a woman. Shut up. Talking to this tree. Lipstick on this tree. <laughs> You're coming home with me. And he pulls Rocky it out of the ground. Five, I'm fairly certain that somehow if they could have written it into the script that somehow adrian dies in a in a fight oh yeah in a ring let's make rocky suffer <laughs> it's like damn stallone rocky made you rich why do you hate the guy so much yeah i don't know all right steve yeah how do you feel about this classic movie from the gritty streets of philly rocky uh you know um 
I think the best idea Sylvester Stallone ever had was to write a sensitive character-based drama that tricked people into thinking they were watching a sports movie. That's right. I feel like that's the only way that this, because this movie, as as we covered at the beginning when you went over the box office, this movie was so successful, made so much money, and and to this day is so beloved. And I really feel like without the sports hook, I don't think it would have connected with nearly as many people because when you strip it right down, this it's just a very very simple love story about, and it's a it's 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 a character piece, you know, and yeah. the, the the sports stuff, the boxing stuff is sort of layered on on top of it to give it some structure um, and to give people kind of a hook for it and and to to so that the studio would have some idea how to market the fucking thing. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's not really it's a boxing movie, but it's not really a boxing movie. It's, it's I think this, it has a, just enough boxing. Boxing in it yeah, yeah. Oh, to yeah. To make it a boxing movie. Yeah, um, it's a very simple story, and and that's why it works. Thankfully, Stallone and and his various collaborators are smart enough to get out of the story's way. That's something that, that I've talked about before. It's one of my one of the most basic pieces of advice I think you can ever give to any storyteller, which is if you have a good story, don't try to show off, don't try to complicate it, get out of the story's way and just tell the story the way it needs to be told. And and Rocky is a story that it doesn't have a lot of twists and turns. It has some melodrama, but not as much as you might think for a movie yeah. like this. Um, it's not very flashy or theatrical. Uh, it's just a, a relatively straightforward, simple story. Rocky is is an underdog, and, and that's the hook. Like, we like Rocky because he's an underdog. He seems like a nice guy. He's, you know, he's like, he's a leg breaker who never breaks any legs, right? There's right. That, like, he's that nice of a guy. And uh, he, he's fighting up against the odds. The odds of him winning in the big fight are slim, but he gives it his best shot anyway, and and that's why we're invested in him. That's why we care what happens to him. Right. Uh, the, the few surprises that the film offers come from the way the material is presented because even though this is ostensibly a sports movie the boxing scenes if you compare the boxing scenes to the total running time not that much boxing in the movie nope um even the climactic rocky versus apollo fight it seems like it goes by in just a few minutes like there's not a lot of the movie devoted to the fight and ultimately the the result is an afterthought the story is more about rocky and adrian and rocky's regret over his his, his wasted potential and his feelings and Polly and Polly yeah and uh and and then you know his determination to just go the distance like he doesn't even want to win he just says if I can just last till the final round I'll have accomplished what I want to accomplish um and that decision to to put the result of the fight mostly in the background so mm-hmm. much so so much so that there are a lot of people who have seen this movie who still don't know who won the fight, who think that Rocky won or think it was a draw <laughs> or something. Um, that's, that's almost subversive. Like you, yeah. you, you build it up so much. It's like, Oh, the big fight. And yeah, like you, like you said during our summary, like not only does it not end on the dramatic note of like a knockdown or something, uh, but it, it's, it's pushed to the background. Uh, yeah. The big boxing match is not finally the point in this boxing movie. The point is Rocky and Adrian and, and their emotional scene together in the ring. And that scene really saves the movie from ending on kind of a flat note. Because when I was watching it this time, after the fight was over, because like the, the bell rings and the fight's over. Like there's no big dramatic finish. It's just like ding, ding, end of fight. And right. then everybody's in the ring and they're going through the, you know, getting this decision from the judges and everything. And it feels like the movie's kind of 
you know, losing steam at that point. And then mm-hmm. Adrian starts running toward the ring and Rocky starts yelling yeah. for her and they go and that becomes so emotional that it lifts everything back up. And it and the movie ends on this really, really high, satisfying note because mm-hmm. you, you realize, oh, shit, I don't I don't care about the fight. I care about Rocky and Adrian. Um, right. So simple. But when so it's a simple movie, it's simply told. But that doesn't mean that it, it is completely unsophisticated because Stallone's script um, is very smart in a lot of ways. And it's very it hides well. It's a lot of things in play. It hides a oh, lot of stuff in there. Yeah, it's very, very well structured. Like, for example, and like and we've, we've touched on a lot of this as we went over the plot, but like it, it gives us enough hints so that we know that Apollo is taking the fight lightly but it doesn't beat us over the head with it mm-hmm. um, and 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 F- so someone finally has to tell him yeah, during yeah. the fight yeah exactly yeah he, he thinks it's a says, fight. you think it's a show he's here to fight he thinks it's a fight yeah exactly <laughs> uh-huh. um, and, and because of that it doesn't it doesn't shatter our suspension of disbelief when Rocky like when Rocky knocks him down in the first round um, that's that's a shock and everybody treats it as a shock because nobody expected Apollo to to be knocked down um yeah. but but we believe that that is possible because you know we see how serious rocky takes it and we see that apollo has mostly just blown it off so yeah. it makes sense um and also there are little hints with rocky and adrian that um because rocky's courtship of adrian is extremely one-sided at first and yeah and that could very easily play as pushy and creepy and sometimes it still does like when he blocks her from leaving the apartment there's really no way yeah. around that but um, but we also get hints that Adrian does like Rocky from the beginning. Like she casts some yeah. little looks, and she she's very shy, and she doesn't know or she doesn't feel at liberty to return to the point his. In which other people who don't know her think that she. They say it several times. I'm not using I'm not using this word. This is a word yeah. they use in the movie. They they think she's retarded. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. That's the big joke about her because, because she's everyone... so quiet and withdrawn and yeah. And Rock, yeah, and so, but there's enough of a hint for us that she does actually like him, so it, it doesn't come across as like he's being pushy or whatever. Um, and even Pauly, Pauly is such an asshole in this entire movie, but they give him that tiny little glimmer of redemption when he's arguing with the cop and he, from behind his back, he lifts the rope to let Adrian into the ring. But that's Just, the thing about Pauly is, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I, no, go ahead. Pauly is such a complicated character. It's easy to come off and go, oh, okay, he's just a jerk. He's just a big abusive jerk, right? He's yeah. just a big abusive jerk, but they allow him to say what he's feeling yeah. and expand the relationship so that he's just not the just not the controlling brother, but they right. let him get his, you know, shit out. He's not a good character. He's not a good guy. <laughs> no, no. But at least the script allows that to happen so we don't completely villainize the guy. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and they give him that little that just very brief grace note at the end of letting him, you know, let Adrian into the into the ring. And yeah, and uh, Paulie is sort of like he's like what Rocky might have turned into if Rocky didn't have boxing to channel yeah. his energies into because Paul a lot of Paulie's issues are the same as a lot of Rocky's issues. There's a lot of insecurity, a lot of feeling like, you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I didn't live up to my potential. Now I'm stuck here with my sister and, you know, he has a lot of the same sort of resentments that Rocky might have a lot yeah. more strongly if Rocky didn't have boxing. Um so yeah, I mean, it's it's a such a well-written movie and well-written in ways that you don't necessarily notice at first. Um and yeah, it's you know, we, we talked about the later, like the sequels, the, the the Rocky series turns into this absurd carnival of movie mega cheese. Uh, it turns into a cartoon. It really turns into a cartoon 
cartoon with with part four, but and three as and well as has a lot of cartoon. Take a look at. I mean, take a look three, four, and five at the oh. ends of those major fights. Right, Rocky's fought, but he doesn't look like he's destroyed. No, he is a hunk of meat clinging to <laughs> bone at the end of this fight. Yeah, he's been beat the fuck up. Yes, he um, has. So yes, but so knowing that that's the, and I by the way, just on a level of pure enjoyment, I love those movies. I, I think just on a on a level of just sitting down on the couch and watching a movie and having a great time i think rocky 3 is my favorite of the whole bunch but as a film as a quality piece of work as as a work of art um the original rocky for me is is still the best and it's it's a pleasure to return to that and to be reminded of this qua- this this quiet skillful character study that that started this series that then improbably just went off into outer space it and became this ridiculous off the rails, yeah. yeah so but yeah the the original rocky is still the best one as far as i'm concerned it's a really really great movie hey i hated it no i'm kidding (laughs) what is the big deal i haven't watched this movie in maybe 30 years so it's been a while um and i was preparing myself for what i remember of the original rocky balboa character and i had forgotten that rocky is sweet he loves animals yeah he's a little he's kind of childlike in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um you know when he's talking to his his turtle Yeah, for <laughs> sure. It doesn't really have anybody, right? And what's so funny is is that the later movies so influenced my take on the original Rocky that I forgot that the original Rocky is just a fairly simple guy, a good-hearted, fairly simple guy. Yeah, right? for sure. You know, you can't help but like him. You can't help but like him. You want him and Adrian to get together, <laughs> <laughs> and it is very one-sided because he. But he he says these sweet things. He's like, "I'm going to come back with another joke," because he always tries to come up with a joke to tell her every time he visits the pet store and you know for a fact he only bought those turtles so that he could be at the pet store yeah absolutely talk to adrian so this has been going on for a little while that he's been wanting to ask her out so that they can go do something right yeah i kind of don't like the other movies because of how much they've changed my room what i would was remembering of the original rocky but i have to say that out of the bunch i love this movie a lot more than the others the others are just cheese they're fun don't get me wrong they're fun but they have no lasting impact rocky 4 is a jingoistic nightmare and (laughs) oh boy (laughs) boy Oh, yeah. And I love how kind of grounded this is. You know, the movie got a lot of got uh, a lot of criticism thrown at it because the lone shark. They said, oh, they were too soft on the lone shark. And I'm like, the lone shark was perfect. Gaza was perfect. Yeah. He's a guy doing business. And the reason why people were complaining was the, he wasn't some gruff, you know, mafia stereotype, right? We, we overlook the scene. It's a really tiny scene where Gazo, after he finds out that Rocky is going to be fighting in this big fight, gives him five. 500 bucks. He says, here's 500 bucks. That's just for you, you know, because he wants Rocky to succeed. Everyone seems to like Rocky. And they're like, well, he needs to be meaner. And he's like, no, he doesn't. You you want him to be a villain. He's not a villain. He's a guy. Yeah. He's got an awful business and he does awful things. And you hate being reminded that people like that are people. Right? <laughs> right. No one in this movie seems too so separated from reality that they couldn't be realistic. Everybody. Apollo, his manager, you know, the, the promotion guy, all of them are people no one is in luxurious apartments or doing anything you know it nothing takes you out of the reality of yeah the, what this world is setting up philadelphia the neighborhood he lives in is awful and it was really awful because they're shooting there and they didn't change a fucking thing it is a grim gray hopeless place yeah yeah most of this philadelphia street stuff they they shot without a permit they just rolled yeah. the camera and went for it so it's very authentic when we first meet Polly, he's in a bathroom that is so disgusting i never want to think of it again <laughs> Ha ha ha! 
Um, but that's what I like about it. I mean, Mick, Burgess Meredith was a known entity when he made this movie. Yeah. People knew who he was, but no one knew he could do this. I don't know why he's a fantastic actor. And this was a, a role that <clears throat> really kind of brought him back, right? Mm-hmm. He, beca- he became like a big, big name actor. But oh my God, is his performance good in this. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that he may be a little too short to have ever been a boxer. <laughs> the way he talks about it, you believe every word that's coming out of that man's mouth. Mm-hmm. So we only, up until the point where he knocks on, on, on Rocky's door to be asked to be a manager again, he's a one-note character. Gruff gym owner, right? Yeah, yeah. You're a bum and blah and all this other stuff. <laughs> when he comes in all, literally with his hat with his, with his his hat in his hands yeah. and he's trying to convey to him, I never got a good, I never got a good shake because I didn't have a manager and this is all the nightmares and I'm trying to prevent this from happening to you. You go, oh, he's not just here for money. He may yeah. actually mean this. And when he's leaving, he looks so damn broken. Yeah. And that's, it seems like that where as he's walking away, when Rocky comes out, he's doing what we would have done and we immediately connect with Rocky, which yeah. is really important in this movie. Mm-hmm. If you're a decent human being with a soul, <laughs> when you're seeing Mickey walking down that street all by himself, as tore up as you know he has been, and to have Rocky come out and do the thing that you wanted to do, that's how you connect your audience to your main character, no matter how different they are. You know that in his core he's a good guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no darkness in him at all. Right. He doesn't like being an enforcer, <laughs> but he's doing it in order to, to, to live in that shithole that he lives in, right? The other thing that I like about this is that, yes, the boxing picture is secondary to the primary reason were the reason the movie was made it's about a man trying not to be alone anymore yeah <laughs> yeah because he's fucking talking to a fish at the beginning of this movie everyone calls him a bum and that's the whole thing. You want them to get together. And they get together almost halfway through the film, right? Yeah. Then they have to deal with the aftermath of that. These are about people who are, are showing that they are more than what people are telling them they are. That's on Rocky's side where everyone telling, everyone's telling him he's a washed up bum, he's a bad fighter, he has no heart, etc., etc. Right? Lots yeah. of people tell him that. He proves them wrong. Everyone is convinced that Adrian is a retarded or v- extraordinarily shy girl who has nothing to offer anybody and she just works in a pet shop she proves every, she proves all of them wrong right yeah same thing with mickey mickey has a lot to offer he says i have 50 years of experience inside of me and i just want to be able to share it right and we think we turn him from that gruff guy to the guy who actually kind of deeply cares he just can't get it out yeah. right unfortunately paulie just turns out we find out the reasons why he's a drunk <laughs> <laughs> and a little abusive and hopefully hopefully through that little gesture that he did with adrian that he's changed so Everybody in the film has an arc. This movie is only is a minute shy of of two hours. It's as long yeah. as Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody gets an arc. We get a complete story. It's it's put in a setting that we don't get to see anymore, right? Yeah. There is nothing glitzy or glamorous at all in the movie. It's shot remarkably well, considering its budget. The people talk like people, <laughs> and you leave feeling happy and satisfied, even though he didn't win. You say that people don't. Some people walk away thinking he won, and I can see why. Because he did win. Yeah, He just exactly. didn't win the fight. Yeah. He proved something to himself, and he, we realized, and hopefully he realized, but that by the end of the fight, the only thing he gives a damn about is Adrian. That's it. So, is it a good movie? Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> 
I love it. Steve, classic or not classic? Oh, classic, easily. Super classic. It's a great movie. Just erase the other movies out of your head. <laughs> well, let's not go overboard. Although we're going to be reviewing them eventually. We've got to do Rocky. Well, we can't do all of them, but I mean... No. Well, maybe we can. I don't know. We can, well, we're going to... I mean, I don't have any plans. We could, we could fit them all in at some point. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Classic. Steve, what do you have not to recommend? Oh, well, you know, Rocky is is one of the best boxing movies ever made. It's probably right. it's probably duking it out with Raging Bull over what is the best boxing movie ever made. Well, um, once again, Raging Bull yeah. is, a, is a story about a boxer, but it's actually a character study, yeah. and there's precious little boxing in it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Weird how the best boxing movies don't have that much boxing in them. <laughs> um, but the, the movie I'm going to not recommend is another boxing movie that uh, actually has quite a bit of boxing in it. But but it's not good. Um, it's bad. Okay. And uh, it stars James Woods. What? Who is a good actor, but as a human being is is bad. He, he's is, a is, walking trash bag. He's, he's, a, he's just, just a he's just a nightmare of a right wing dipshit obnoxious asshole. Um, and and it also stars Louis Gossett Jr., who I don't think I have anything particularly against. Um, <laughs> and the movie is from 1992, and it's called Digstown. And if you have forgotten... You made this movie up. No, if I'm just going to say, if you have forgotten this movie, that's fine, because there's no reason you would want to remember this movie. I think the only reason I remember it, other than the fact that I did see it at some point, is that it was reviewed on Siskel and Ebert, and I remember them being not all that kind to it at the time. Uh, <laughs> Digstown is the story of a con artist, played by James Woods, who, hi <laughs> who hires a washed-up fighter, played by Louis Gossett Jr., to take part in a scam that he is running to win a bet as to whether or not a single boxer can knock out 10 opponents in the same day. Okay. So that's the kind of movie we're dealing with here. That's the and all and by the way it takes place in a town that is completely obsessed with boxing. So it's not oh. exactly the most realistic movie to begin Called with. Called Digstown. Called Digstown. Yes. Everyone walks around with boxing gloves on. None of them can zip down their flies to pee or do anything. Everyone's exactly. It's it's boxing town. Um, so Ms. McGillicuddy, take a letter, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, she has she has a special boxing glove adapted typewriter with humongous buttons. Oh, like so, the computer from Homestar Runner for strong bags. <laughs> you can just punch the buttons. That's right. It's hunt and peck, but you know you get pretty good at it. They're strong um, bad. How do you type with, with boxing gloves on? Strong bad. <laughs> Sorry, if this, I realize there might be a whole section of people who don't remember the early internet. <laughs> so it's um, so it's it's a terrible movie. It's supposed to be a comedy. It's not that funny. It's supposed to be a sports movie. It's not that exciting. It has a great cast. In addition to James Woods and Louis Gossett Jr., it's got Bruce Dern in it and Heather Graham and Oliver Platt. It's got some really terrific actors, but it's just a big pile of crap. So if if you've seen Rocky and you're like, oh, I want to watch another great boxing movie, just I'm going to not recommend that you watch Digstown. Okay, my turn. Yay, my turn. Yay. <laughs> hey, guys, you know I don't like to rec... You know, when I do these things, I usually pick a movie from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed, so it's 1976. Mm-hmm. 
And I picked a movie that made it to number five from the top grossing films of 1976. Oh, boy. And when I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, you guys think 19, the 1970s are great. Why Why is this in the top ten? Oh, boy. And my answer is, I don't know, because people are sick in the head, I guess. The movie I'm going <laughs> to tell you guys not to see if you, if you see it any place. You won't. You probably won't. It's a little documentary, kind of. If, if Christian probably... Propaganda qualifies as right wing, as 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 a movie. Oh. The movie I'm telling you guys not to see is called In Search of Noah's Ark. <gasps> Ooh. You know that total real thing that existed that, once. That historical event. Number five in the box office. Wow. You know there were fewer it, movies released in those days. <laughs> no, there wasn't. There was more movies released. <laughs> One of the problems when you have a thriving film community, you get lots of films, and every once in a while, a piece of garbage slips in and makes a shit ton of money. So, yeah, it's, it is it is exactly what you think. A religious organization made a documentary about some boobs who were convinced that they were going to be able to find the remains of Noah's Ark. You know, that ship that had two of every living animal in it. That one. And lots of people went out and went and watched it, and they said, oh, I hope they find it soon. Spoiler alert, they don't. Huh. They don't find it in there. They've never found it because it's impossible. It doesn't exist. That's funny. It's funny. It's a parable. Accept it as a parable. What? Shut up. <laughs> what? All right, that's it, uh, Steve. Guess what? Yeah. It's is it that it's time, time again? for you? <laughs> it's time for you to make a terrible choice. Oh boy! For people tuning in, uh, and this is their first podcast. I make Steve pick blindly from three movies that I have selected, and that is what we're going to watch next time. Uh, okay. So, Steve. Yeah. A, B, or C? No tricks this time. <laughs> I promise you, no tricks. I'm not trying to deceive you. A, B, C. You gotta pick blindly. I'm uh, not gonna tell you anything about it. I'll tell you this one. There all pretty much in the same genre. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go with my gut and uh, the first letter that, that came to my mind, and that Has is... Has that ever worked? <laughs> I'm going to choose B. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. You know, we just did Rocky. Rocky's pretty good. We, we this can, one we, just made it to the list, too. We, we can take we can take a, you know, a, a tough one here. This just made it to the list. Oh, God. Okay. All so, right, guys. Okay, okay. So if Steve had chosen A... We would have had fun reviewing Predator. Oh. Oh, man, we could have had two Carl Weathers in a row. Exactly. Uh. Had he picked C, we would have reviewed the, well, I don't think it's a cult classic, but enough people know about it. We would have watched the dippy giant shark movie, Deep Blue Sea. Uh, ooh. That would have been campy fun. It would right? have been, yeah. But he chose B. Oh, uh, okay. The self-important... <laughs> pretentious predictable mega blockbuster oh boy that just qualified to be reviewed on this show oh my god james cameron's Ooh. avatar <sighs> Alrighty, alrighty. i uh, sorry we're gonna watch avatar guys so it's... if you want to get all of the screaming sorry. then please watch avatar so you can be prepared for it on the next show <laughs> or just watch dances with wolves or any any number of other movies because exactly like Dances with Walt. There, there are certain similarities. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And I am Steve Shives, and the show's over, so I want you out of here instamatically. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not going. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to fuck your sister right in front no, of you. No, I want you to get out of here. No, here, off comes her dress. You get you out of my house. You pull my sister's clothes back on. No, she's taking them off herself. No, Check you put this out. Hey, Adrian, you put your clothes back on. Why didn't you I'm talk set, to Gazzo for I'm me? I'm setting up this camera. Why didn't you give Paulie a job? Your job now is to have to live with this memory forever. I, I can't do it. Where's my baseball bat? <laughs> yeah, I'm using it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Rock, no. Not in front of my hey. mother. Let me turn my mother's picture around. Oh, no, give me that. Oh, God, no. Ah. I almost forgot we made this special mask. Put this on, Adrian. Oh, no, no. I'm going to grab the turkey out of the backyard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is this what happened in the Italian Stallion movie? This is in the first draft. Ah, ah. This isn't what got Irvin Winkler interested in in the first place. <laughs> Whatever you do, you have to cut it. <laughs> Whatever you do, we're keeping that in. This whole movie is leading up to this point. It wasn't even a boxing movie up to that point. <laughs> that was just added to explain why these characters know each other. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly. why the studio agreed to let Sylvester Stallone. They're like, uh, there's no way we would be able to approach Robert Redford to reenact yeah, this. Oh, scene. he's not doing this. <laughs> James Caan, on the other hand, asked, can he eat the turkey after? <laughs> hey, you can do anything with a turkey. Come here. And by ask, I mean demand. Yeah. And by demand, I mean he stuck a gun in my mouth. <laughs> Give me the turkey! <laughs> Get over here! What, I'm talking to no one? Come here! <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Once again, a dark ending Yay! to our show. Yay! Why, why not end the Rocky review on a dark joke? We need to be institutionalized. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.